Hello and welcome to a late night edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast for the night before Thanksgiving. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And uh, wow. Uh, well, first off, folks, happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy early Thanksgiving whenever you guys are going to listen to this tonight, tomorrow, uh, while you guys are with your family, whatever. Uh, but happy Thanksgiving. Uh, one of my favorite holidays. Probably This is probably my, f- my favorite Food, family, football, um, just, you know, that's basically everything you could ask for uh, in a holiday. But, um, wow, what a game by the Penguins tonight. Uh, obviously, it was looking pretty dire for, say, the end of the second period, then basically when the Canucks made it 6-3 to three in the third. But, uh, like Steve Mears said, the Penguins would not be denied. They scored uh, two goals in the third period to cut it to 6-5 to five and a little over a minute, and then they scored the third goal, uh, the game tying goal, just a few minutes later. And then the Penguins uh, scored the game-winning goal. Chris Letang, of course, gets it. Um, you know Penguins Chronicles account. You can take that goal. You can frame it on your window. Frame it on not your window. Frame it on your wall in your room, and just be like, "Yep, I was wrong about Chris Letang." Because you know that's the addition by subtraction that you talked about so much when Chris Letang was in the lineup. <laughs> but you know what? Like, uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, you know, I had to get that out. But um. What a win by the Penguins. Uh, first, let's just start out with um, the bad, I guess. You know, Matt Murray obviously did not have his greatest night at all. Um, four goals on, what was it, 12, 13, 14 shots. Uh, I think it was four on 14. Um, just not a good, not, not another good night by him. I, I thought that the Penguins would go to Tristan Jari, and I agree with Ryan Wilson, who tweeted this out during the game. They went about this wrong. Like, you know, when your backup goaltender has had a short sample size but is playing really well, usually you can ride that hot hand for a little bit. You can give Jari some starts so that Matt Murray figures out, he figures himself out of this bad November stretch that he some, usually has about every season, and then December on is when he's lights out. Um, he's been playing really well. Matt Murray is not. I figured that this would be a game that you would go back to Jari, and then this weekend you can just split up the back-to-back and, and see how they do. Going back to Jari, it would be fine. If he falters, so what? Then you know that Matt Murray is still the guy. I mean, Matt Murray is still the guy anyway. But, um, you know, it just you know, he was not good tonight. Uh, I, the first two goals, I, I think, were really nice shots, especially the second goal by Pedersen. Um, that was just really nice. Um, JT Miller uh, goal, I thought, was also... Fine. Um, the third and fourth goals I did not like, and we'll get we'll talk about the third goal here for Murray. Um, I blame both Latang and Murray on that. I don't know why Chris Latang was uh, going way back. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I gotta get my thoughts together here. I don't know why he was like coasting back, just so harmlessly, and that allowed you know the play that allowed um, excuse me Jake Vertanen to just go in and then backhand the puck past Murray five hole. And that was a bad goal by Murray. I, I did not really like that. He was like playing so passive his net. He could have maybe let out a poke check, could have played a little more aggressively. I didn't like that one. And then the fourth goal, I mean, that was, that was just gross. Um, nothing. You can't defend that one. Um, it was right to gank Murray with less than a minute left. He, he didn't have it tonight. And you know what? Um, I did see, you know, you've seen the stats from November, his last few outings. They've not been good. You know, this is a goaltender who started out the season really good. Um, he was playing really well, but, you know, he's hit a bit of a, of a dry spell lately. He's hit a, a, like, just, it's just been bad. And you want, you need your start, your backup goaltender to take some starts away, like Ryan Wilson said, and to, to give you the goaltending that you need while your number one goaltender figures this out. Yes, they're both going to get 
back-to-back starts this weekend. You hope that Murray figures it out or starts to figure it out against one of Columbus or St. Louis. If I had to guess, I would think Murray's going to go against Columbus because Columbus is also not playing well this season. He's played well against Columbus in his career. And then you can let Tristan Jari go up against the defending Stanley Cup champion and St. Louis Blues. But... I mean, for a while there, it looked like that goaltending was going to cost them this game. And if they had lost this game, that would have been the sole reason why. I mean, the Penguins at one point were out shooting the Canucks 12 to nothing in this game. I mean, the Penguins were out shooting them all game. They're out playing them all game. The Canucks were just capitalizing on their odd man rushes and on all their chances, especially on the power play. Again, the PK needs to be better. Um, that's another game where they've given up a power play goal. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a trend now that's, uh, it's a few games in a row. The Penguins have got to clean up that area, but I mean, I, I just, I wanted to start out with a little bit of the bad from this game. Um, that even though I do think that this is a very, very dangerous hockey team right now, the way that the Penguins came back in this game, I mean, I mean, I turned it off for a little bit. I won't lie. You know, six, three, when Cahoon scored six, four, I was like, all right, you know, we'll see what happens. And then Malkin scored six, five. I mean, I, I was like, all right, I was watching it with my family. I said, all right. I'm going to turn this back on. I, I went back up, uh, put it on with my, because all my family's in town and we all put it on. And then they scored a few minutes later. I was like, yeah, they're, they're going to win this game. And then of course, Chris Tang goes down and scores it. But like I said, um, with uh, the Matt Murray takes, folks, you all really, really, really have got to chill out with the Matt Murray uh, hot takes. Um, a lot of tweets saying that he's trash. Um, I'm not going to, call out, you know, everyone, even though, because, I mean, some of his, the criticism is warranted that he's not playing well right now, you don't want to give him a lot of terms, seven million per, and I agree with that, I agree, you really don't want to probably give him seven years at this point for seven million per, he's not having the kind of season that would point to giving him that kind of money as a good idea, but, you know, you hope that he gets out of this, and I think Jim of, of Penn Twitter, um, shout out to you, Jim, uh, he summed it up best, you know, he had a bad game, you know, I mean, Jari, he came in, a couple of goals were not really not his fault, but he's also been the better goalie as late. But guys, Matt Murray, he is far from finished as the number one goaltender. And also, guys, the Penguins were playing some pretty bad, piss-poor uh, team defense. Now, that was probably the worst uh, team defense I've seen the Penguins play in, you know, probably since opening night. You know, the Penguins have been one of the stingiest de- uh, de- teams defensively this season. I think they've been one of the best teams defensively. It was a really good article written by Adam Gretz. They're really limiting the shot attempts per 60, the shots allowed per 60, their high danger scoring chances per 60. They're top 10 in the league in all those categories. Tonight, they did not look the part. Um, they were giving up odd man rushes left and right. Chris Letang was uh, struggling a little bit in the defensive zone before he had that outstanding game winner. But you know what? Like I said, I think Matt Murray is going to be okay. You know, you got, you won the game. That was an awesome comeback. But, you know, you, you, you'll take it. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep diving it in more into this game when we come back for our next segment. But I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, Matt Murray, he's going to find his game. And, and he's going to get back to being 930 where he was uh, earlier in the season. And even December through all of la- the rest of last season when he was one of the best goaltenders in hockey. And also, folks, uh, don't remember, guys, treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, guys, you can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the promo code Locked On. If you're listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find all this and all of our other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. 
So, wow. I mean, like I said at the beginning of this episode, what a win by the Penguins tonight. Um, you know, they, I think they deserve this win, even though they had bad goaltending. Uh, that comeback was something else. It, it, it was different from the Islanders' comeback. I, they, even though they were both three-goal comebacks in the third period, they were just so different. I mean, I know the Penguins just bulldozed the Islanders in that other comeback, but this one... Man, they, they, I mean, they had been peppering this backup goaltender all night because he wasn't supposed to start. Jacob Marchand actually came to the game feeling ill. Uh, people were joking on Twitter that, you know, he maybe had some uh, uh, diarrhea or whatever, got the flu, but he, he couldn't even come into the game after those three goals allowed uh, because he just, he couldn't dress. He didn't, I don't, yeah, he didn't, I don't even think he even dressed for this game. But um, that third period, uh, just outstanding uh, by the Penguins, a six-goal third period. Obviously, I think their best their best third period of the season. This was their best win um, of the season. Evgeny Malkin. Let's we'll just start with Evgeny Malkin. Um, his this was easily his best game of the season. Two goals, five points. Um, had the goal to cut it to six-five. Just a rocket of a shot off his stick. Um, past uh, th- uh, past. Um, forgetting his name, Thatcher Demko. didn't even know he was uh, a goaltender in the league until tonight. That goes to show how much I know about um, the Canucks. But um, then, of course, he had the empty net goal while falling with um, 0.2 seconds left in the third period. But um, also, Brian Rust, uh, you know, he's continuing his just tor- his just fire, his torture, pay- uh, whatever you want to call it, this, this hot streak that he's on. Um, one goal, three assists, four another a four point game for him. That's another game where he scores and he he's feeling it right now. He's been absolutely outstanding. Um, another game, another goal for Dominic Cahoon. Um, I think that's what his seventh goal of the season. He's on pace for a twenty goal season. He had a really nice goal to cut it to six four, and that's what prompted the comeback. Everyone at the time was like, "Well, you know what? Not really going to matter." Well, it, it, it definitely ma- it definitely mattered at the uh, at the end. Uh, Zach Aston Reese really. Really nice to see him get on the board again. Um, when whenever the Penguins get fully healthy, I've talked about this so many times. He's going to be trying to get that one of those last roster spots. He's a really good thirteenth forward, I, at, least, at least for the Penguins. Um, but he can also definitely play in the bottom six if needed. He's been playing better as of late, which I really really like. Um, let's also get to, um, of course, yeah, Jake Ensel. Uh, fi- uh, you know, another great game for him. A goal, three assists. Had that he opened the scoring in the game with uh, just a nice shot off of the faceoff win by Malkin. Um, it looked like Demko didn't even see the puck going past him. Um, if we're being completely honest. Um, and then of course Chris Letang's game winner. Uh, you know, I, I, I trash paid the Penguins Chronicles account uh, earlier in the podcast. This podcast episode, and I'm gonna trash all you Chris Letang haters. You know, that is why. He is an awesome defenseman on the ice it's because he can rocket the puck just like that. I thought offensively he was really moving his legs. He was playing great in the offensive zone, setting up chances, shooting the puck a lot. He was in the defensive end that, you know, he was kind of out to lunch, looked like he was ready to eat all the turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing tomorrow that all of us are also ready to do. But um, I thought he was outstanding, like I said, in the offensive zone. And you know what? That's why he's making $7.25 million per year. And that is why he's one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, I don't know why, like I said, he gets so much criticism. Um, if you saw today from Dom on The Athletic, he actually put Chris Letang on the um, the de- all NHL All-Decade team from 2009 to 2019. He had him on the third pairing. Um, and you know, you know, it's great to see that Chris Tang is getting more national recognition as he's been one of the more underrated defensemen of this past decade. Uh, not overrated. He's been awesome. 
just a great shot uh, to be set up by Gensel. Of course, Gensel set that up uh, on a tee. Tang just shot it past Demko. Um, he didn't really look like he had a chance, a, a prayer uh, on that. And like I said, you know what? That's why Chris Tang is in the lineup. That's why he's a, this team is so much better when he is in the lineup. Spare me that stat, that useless stat, or, you know, they want to cope without Latang, you know, to, to say that, you know, they don't need him in the lineup because they definitely do. And he makes the team so, so, so much better um, when he is when he's in the lineup. Um, also, Tristan Jari, just... Um, you know, a couple of the goals he gave up, like the first one, you know, Jack Johnson, why he's doing that in the first place. It looked like it bounced off him and in the net. Uh, it was also just a weird knuckling puck, I would say. I think that's the best way to describe it. And then the, uh, the other goal really jarred didn't really have, have a chance on that. I, I made a, I made a little bit of a joke on Twitter saying, oh, I, you know, I didn't know Tristan Jari also could give up a couple shaky goals. I just wanted to, you know, make a joke about it because, you know, that's what everyone says when Matt Murray allows a goal that really... Not a lot of goalies can save, and you know, thought it would be funny to at least share that. But um, yeah, I thought you know he also made a couple of really big saves after I think it was the uh, seven six uh, shorthanded. Vancouver came down the ice, it looked like on a mini two on one, and Jari made a really big save with less than uh, three minutes to go to preserve the win. Let make sure this game does not go to overtime. But um, yeah, this was like I said, this was I think the win of the season for the Penguins. Uh, you know, the best part is guys, they're doing all of this without Sidney Crosby in the lineup. I mean, think about that. You know, we're only, what, two weeks into this surgery for him? Two and a half weeks, somewhere around there. They still got about three and a half to four weeks left. You're still banking points right now. You're getting closer to the Islanders. They, you know, I think they're, um, you know, I think, I think their point streak, uh, finally, uh, I think it finally came to an end. Uh, I know they lost in overtime, but, um, the other night, but, but yeah, yeah, it was out in um, Anaheim. The, the Ducks actually shut out the Islanders. I don't, that's pretty hard to do considering how the Islanders are so. I've been really good at scoring lately. They finally ended their uh, very long point streak. The Penguins now are officially, they're, they're, they're catching up to them. So with this win now for the Penguins, they're now two points behind the Islanders. They've also played three more games. And then the Penguins are now 14-7-4 and and on the season, collect points 31-32. and 32. The Islanders have played 22 games this season. They are 6-4-2. and four and two. They've actually lost two in a row. And the Washington Capitals, of course, seven points clear of the Penguins, five points clear of the Islanders at 17-4-5. and four and five. They are just rolling right now. But the Penguins, like I said, you know, they're now they're also one point up on the Hurricanes and the Flyers. Both of those teams have been playing. Uh, some good hockey as of late. The Rangers are also playing decent right now. Uh, they won it. They won tonight. They're now twelve and nine and two. Um, and like I said, this was a this was what, I mean, just what a win. I don't know what else I can say um, about this. Um, what else? Uh, what else can I say here? You know, I mean, they're they're controlling games left and right. They're out attempting teams. They're controlling the shot share. They're out shooting all the teams. They're out possessing all the teams. And you know what? I just want to shout out John Marino again. I mean, you know, he's he's continues to just get better and better. I can't believe Edmonton only got a sixth round pick in return for this kid. Um, tonight, uh, he he um. He, he controlled 75% of the shot attempts, uh, 91% of the expected goals, according to natural stat trick that I just checked. Um, that's, uh, is that good folks? That's, uh, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty damn good. Um, I got, I'm gonna have to find a comparison to what the, he kind of reminds me of. I don't have it just yet, but, um, yeah, he continues to get better and better. And you know what? He was playing with Jack Johnson for the whole night. So to do that with Jack Johnson, so it's, pretty like i said it's pretty pretty damn impressive um but yeah that was just awesome you know to send us off into this holiday tomorrow 
Uh, great win by the Penguins. I know this. You know this, this just felt like an '80s game, and, and you know I love the games where it's like eight six and there's not a lot of defense. I just I love the high scoring games. You know we don't get that. We don't get a lot of eight six scores uh, in this day in the NHL because you know it's not the '80s anymore, and there's a lot more team defense these days. But um, that was just a lot of fun to watch. This game was bonkers. Um, what else? Other fun thing happened? Oh yeah. The, um, I don't think I've ever seen two uh, coincidental two holding minors before. I've, I don't think, I've, as long as I've been watching this sport, I don't think I've ever, ever seen uh, two players on opposite teams get called for coincidental uh, holding penalties. Um, it's not very often, but um, let's just say, great win. I don't know how many more times I can say that, and you know, we get to bring that in tomorrow and just you know eat all the turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bean casserole. Ugh. Uh, you know, not, I don't really like that. Green bean, um, cranberry sauce, whatever. But um, yeah, just a great win by the Penguins tonight. It was that was just so much fun to watch. So for this last segment, um, I wanted to do a little something a little different. Um, I was listening to the penultimate podcast from Sean Gentilly, Rob Rossi, and Josh Shelley this morning. Also read um, a couple articles. A lot of people are doing the um, all decade teams of the. Um, teams, I figured, you know what, I'm not going to have a list of players that I'm have. I'm just going to do it live off my head and see if I can come up with a team for the Penguins of an all-decade team. So let's just do it. I just thought I figured this would be fun after a win. You know, I figured that everyone's do it. Let's just do it too. So um, starting six. So obviously the, the starting center, Sidney Crosby. Let's just get that out of the way, first line center. Um, left wing, let's see here. Um, Chris Kunitz. Let's yeah, let's gotta do him. I um, mean, you know, he produced so much next to Crosby. He's one of the best wingers Crosby's ever had. He did everything. Um, just did all the little things. You know, whenever he wasn't scoring or uh, uh, just getting all the assists, he was playing really good defense. Um, he he was just awesome. He was so underrated by so many people. Um, he was definitely there. And I think right wing, Phil Kessel. I think Phil Kessel would go up there. Um, I don't really think any other right winger qualifies. Patrick Hornquist now. Um, Jerome McGinley, uh, he'll be on this team. Uh, I'm not going to put him at left wing, though. Goddamn balls on my foot. Again, I remember that line. Jerome McGinley, Evgeny Malkin, and then James Neal. It made me just cringe. But um, And then the two defensemen, the top-pairing defensemen, Sergey Gonchar on the left side, Chris Letang on the right side. Um, I mean, that's that's not a debate. <laughs> I mean, those are two of the best def- Penguins defensemen in Penguins history. Chris Letang, I think, is second-best Penguins defenseman in Penguins history. And then the starting goaltender, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, Matt Murray would be the backup, obviously. Um, you know, um, you know, I, I think I would have it at a 1A, 1B. Uh, you know, you could easily make an argument for Murray to actually, you know, um, be there. But, you know, considering, you know, what Flower's done through um, this whole decade of being with the Penguins. I would have him starting. Um, I wouldn't have Murray starting just yet, but it, it's it's pretty close at this point. Um, second line, let's see here. Center, of course, Evgeny Malkin. Um, best, um, another, just second best center of this, of the, the, the decade. Let's see, left wing here. Um, the second line left wing here would be, see, James Neal. Is that is that okay to put James Neal up there? Um, or maybe, you know what? Is it James Neal? You know what? Yeah, you know what? We'll put James Neal there. Um, you know, he was he was really good when he was by 40 goal score. Um, he was just he was awesome when he was here in Pittsburgh. Uh, there was there were not he was probably one of their best tops, like I say, he was one of their best top six wingers of this decade. Uh, I know Max Talbot, you know, Ruslan Fedotenko. 
Um, you know, I mean, it's just the Penguins were just so much stronger on the right side. And the right wing of that line would be Marion Hosa. Um, you know, shoots left, but, you know, he's a pure right winger. Um, I know he was only here for one playoff run, but, you know, Marion Hosa, um, just what a treat to watch. Uh, he would be on my second line right wing. Um, not really much else to say to that. Uh, third line center, um, Jordan Stahl, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty easy there, uh, just awesome, you know, he's obviously, he's down in Carolina now, but, you know, those, those cup runs that he had with Pitts, the cup run that he had with Pittsburgh, when he, he really came into his own, just outstanding, um, I love Jordan Stahl, I love what he brought, and, um, let's see, left wing, you know what, no, we'll, we'll start with, we'll, we'll wait with left wing, right wing, Patrick Hornquist, um, when Patrick Hornquist was, um, in his prime years of the Penguins, 2015, 2016, 2016, 17, he's been one of the best right wingers um, in this team's history. I mean, not team's history, in this decade history. I don't know why I said team history. He he was he's been outstanding. He's had all those twenty goal seasons. He's a menace in front of the net. I think it's fine to put him on the third line. On um, the fourth line center is definitely going to be Nick Benino. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know the, all the Benino, all of his playoff magic. Uh, but all right, left wing. On the third line, you know what? All right, third line, left wing. All right, Matt Cook. Let's just put Matt Cook up there. Um, you know, it's probably it might draw us a little bit of a you know weird like whoa, whoa, why'd you put Matt Cook up there? But man, Matt Cook when he wasn't being a freaking idiot, he was just outstanding. Uh, he he, he could. He actually could contribute to the lineup. He could he could put double digit uh, goals, double digit points. You know, it's just when he wasn't being an idiot, he was a really effective player, especially in the cup runs. That Cook Stall Kennedy line, and you know what? We're going to put Tyler Kennedy on the fourth line left, right wing. Um, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's maybe a little bias at this point, but um, actually, you know, yeah. And then on the fourth line left wing, we're going to put Carl Haglin. You know, Carl Haglin, Nick Benino. And then Tyler Kennedy. Um, I think I think Haglin. That's fine to put him there. He was, like I said, he was such a menace. Um, just in that 2016 Cup run uh, with the HVK line, just that line. That line was just unbelievable. And you know, you know, all three of those guys were going to get on the All Decade team. Uh, they weren't going to be on the same line because there were just so many impactful players. You know, Phil Kessel. You know, Patrick Hornquist, Marion Hosa, the four de- uh, center depth. But I mean, you know, that center depth. Crosby, Malkin, uh, Stahl, Benino. That's uh, that's pretty. That's, uh, that's pretty pretty um, a okay. I would say that's pretty pretty a okay. But um, for the defense after Gonchar and Latang, um, we'll put Brian Dumoulin on the second pair. I think that's that's okay to put Brian Dumoulin there, and we'll also put on the second pair. We'll put um, Paul Martin. I think um, Paul Martin. He, he was. Very, very underrated for a very long time. Um, you know, he he was he was really good with Chris Letang. I was sad to see him go. I think that would be good. And then the third defensive pairing, um, Justin Schultz on the right side. I think that's fine to put him there. I don't really think I don't see too much of a problem with that. And then on the left side, um, on the left side, you know what? A prime Brooks Orpik. I I, th- I think that's okay to put him there. You know, on the third pairing, um, Brooks Orpik. Like when he was in his prime, he was pretty good. I mean, it was just when he left his prime when he just became a total tire fire. So, defense, you know, uh, Gonchar Latang, uh, you know, Dumoulin with Martin, and then 
um, Orpic with, um, oh Jesus, Orpic with Schultz. Oh Jeez, I'm having short-term memory loss here. And then, of course, the four centers. Uh, let me know what you guys think of the four lines. If I left anyone else, if I left anyone out that you think should be there. Uh, I thought doing this live would be really cool. I didn't really want to just, you know, think about it. I thought, you know, I just wanted to see how much I could uh, just, you know, come up with on the fly, even though I remember, you know, most of the, I remember all these years. But um, uh, I'm not going to have an episode tomorrow since I'm going to be doing stuff with my family off of Thanksgiving. Friday, we'll see if I do one. I'm going to be watching the Virginia Tech-Virginia game as the Virginia Tech tries to go for 16 wins in a row. Um, the Penguins will be back in action that night. They go to Columbus, like I said, to play the Blue Jackets, who are struggling this season. And then they go to St. Louis to do play the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. So we'll see if I have an episode coming on Friday. But if not, um, I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Eat all the food that you can. Watch some football. Spend time with your family because that's really, honestly, what it's all about. And we'll talk to you guys on Monday uh, at the latest. All right, guys. Take care.